Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, for you listeners out there, this is take three. I'm telling you, take three of the intro because, one, I had a camera problem. Two, then I mispronounced a name. And so this is take three. So so (laughs) Naveen gets to hear it again. And I'm tired of hearing about it. But this is Industrial Talk. It is a platform that is dedicated to you. We do everything we possibly can to create a platform that... It just encourages education, collaboration, and innovation. And we're broadcasting from Accelerate 2023 Orlando. The company is Fluke Reliability that's putting it on. And it is a great, great event. Put that on your calendar for next year. Yes, I'm telling you to do that. Don't yell at me, but that's what we need to do. In the hot seat. You heard me. Naveen is the the, the gentleman. And we're going to be talking. I think we're going to be talking about connected reliability. But... I'm going to let him talk about it. So let's get cracking. All right. No camera. I'm looking at the camera. We're, we're still doing well, so no problem there. So how are you doing? I'm doing well. I, I actually like the uh, starting intro, so I don't mind hearing it three times. <laughs> yeah, good. Thank you. Great answer. Okay, for the listeners out there, give us a little background there, Naveen, about who you are and all that good stuff, and then we're going to get into what you were talking about or the speaking of. Well, Scott, I, uh, I'm a enterprise applications guy at heart. You know, I've had about 15 years of experience in the enterprise software space, primarily in the industrial enterprise software space. Um, my, my core competencies or background have been in asset management, maintenance, manufacturing, and warehouse management. So I, I just love the ability to come talk to customers, really understand what their problems are, and this is a great event for that. Add street cred, you can tell. All right. You are here. You having a good conference? Yes, yes, no, yes, no. Oh, great conference. Okay, good answer. And uh, you were speaking. What were you speaking on? So I had a keynote session today where I talked about the future of uh, fluke reliability solutions, and specifically around connected reliability. Um, and... You know, this, it's been three years since we've had the opportunity to come in front of customers and really showcase what we've been doing. So, uh, so there's a lot to talk about. This is a long time. It's a, uh, three years. My goodness. Oh yeah. So, so for the listeners out there, let's let's uh, sort of begin to deconstruct what we're talking about here. Um, define connected reliability. What does that mean? So connected reliability um, is really a framework. Um, The way we differentiate ourselves in Fluke Reliability is that we're not just a software company, we're a reliability company that wants to do software. Uh, And talking to many customers, I had this uh, statistic early on in my presentation where I mentioned that last year me and my team had the chance to talk to over 100 customers both fluke and non-fluke and really talk to them about what challenges they're facing uh, for moving from reactive to proactive to predictive maintenance. Now, a lot of times customers go, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I don't have the expertise. Uh, uh, do I trust you? Yeah. 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 And, and so, I, or I don't have the skill sets or expertise in-house to do anything like that. So connected reliability as a framework is a combination of the right tools, the right 
monitoring tools, the right software, as well as the expert services who have the domain knowledge in your industry as well as machines to help you through that journey. So, but you bring up a good point and in a couple of areas, it's always from my perspective and all the conversations I've had, it's always a human equation. Mm -hmm. And I know that I go out there and I look online and I hear all of the buzz buzz about you know, being connected, digitally transform my business, the benefits and the values and all of that stuff. I hear it, I see it, I read it. And again, I, I don't even know where to, where to start, but we start talking about this connected framework. Mm -hmm. Take us through that sort of journey on my part. If I'm just saying, hey, I need, I need to know, and I need to know what to do. What, take us on that journey. Well, you, you said it right. You know, majority of the customers we talk to at a high level talk about similar problems, right? So they talk about asset uptime, safety, um, reducing or optimizing their spare parts. So in general, the high level problems are the same. But when you start digging deeper into the context, you know, what industry are they in? Are they in life sciences where they have regulatory requirements? Uh, or if they're in automotive where they have issues with um, heavy machinery, you know, automated machinery and workplace safety. So the, the customer problem starts becoming a little different as you get into this specific industry. And if you go even a little deeper, then there's a concept of the different types of assets. Uh, you know, you may have rotating asset, fleet assets, linear assets, and each asset re typically requires a different type of maintenance strategy. And that's, that's where we come into play is to understand what's the context of your industry and your asset and help you get come up with the right maintenance strategy for condition monitoring. Yeah, so do you come in and say, hey, Scott, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I see the desire in your eyes and your heart. You want to you wanna create and make your operations far more reliable. Great, good, mm -hmm. noble. Uh, do you come in and just say, hey, let's... let's Let's take a holistic look at your operations and then say, eh, that's okay. That's not, we don't, this is where we think we need to focus and we do have, and, and have that dialogue with me. Well, there, of, of course, this is a journey. Uh, oh, and, yeah. And then there are customers who already know what their problems are. They know who the bad actor assets are and they would like to do something about it. And there's other customers who understand that they're falling behind in the digitization journey. They want to understand how can the how can technologies of today help them with their challenges. So, for customers who are starting their journey, we always go and do some sort of like an asset criticality analysis to, yeah. to guide them and tell them that these are the types of asset you must uh, focus on. A, a great example that uh, we talked about in, during our uh, presentation here was in automotive plants. Uh, one of the problems that we often run across is the body or the paint shop. Uh, the paint shop usually runs 24-7 when the automotive plant is running. Um, however, the paint shop can only run when the ventilation system is on because you know there's a lot of hazardous fumes, uh, paint spewing along everywhere, and if you don't have the ventilation system running, workers cannot work there. And if that one piece of fan of the ventilation system fails, your entire production system could come to potentially a halt. Yeah, and then from an asset criticality rating, that's a, that's a high-rated asset. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And so really getting to those use cases and nuances by industries of understanding single points of failures, 
the business context, the industry context, helps us have that value-based conversations with customers to say, while we have the right tools and software and services, let's talk what value can it bring to your organization. Yeah, it, it just seems like a no-brainer, and and, and and I would imagine, you know, there's a lot of a lot of noise out there. It's 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 pretty foggy, quite frankly, with everything else that's out there. Do I do this? Do I do that? Do I get involved here? Do I? But from my perspective, there seems to be a a real value proposition to be able to. Um, I, I want to be a reliable company. I want to go down that road. I want to be able to commit to that, and to be able to uh, work with an organization that has been around for more than you know many years, right? It just seems to me to be a, a very a good relationship to have that conversation. How do you, from from your perspective, because it's a human equation, how do you create that sustainable focus on maintaining and managing those assets? And, and it, it's it's cultural. How do, how do you start doing that? Well, I think it all starts with our vision. Our, uh, our vision is really simplifying and building connected reliability solutions for the workers who make this world or keep this world up and running right so our focus has always been on the the end users who use our solution so it which also reflects in the investments and roadmaps that we're making so the the big three themes that we have on our roadmap start with the user experience um, one of the constant recurring theme I hear from customers or even people who are not our customers is that you can have the best solution out there but if nobody uses it then there's no value. Yeah, so big time. The, the other theme that we are really focused on is empowering the end user. A majority of our end users are not sitting behind a, a desktop or a laptop and, and then spending their day. They're out in the field, their job is to turn wrenches and really maintain their assets. So taking the work to them, providing them with the right tools, either through mobile applications or the right handheld tools, or even allowing them uh, access to information at their fingertips, wherever they are, uh, is a core focus for us. And finally, and it just touched on it, is that we just don't want to have a strategy of if, if we build it, they will come. We would like to work together with our customers to really understand those industry and application-specific use cases that are of high value to them uh, and then help them solve that. And we truly believe with this combination of making the solution intuitive for users to use, empowering the users to work where they are, and then focusing on the, the most high value solutions and applications specific to their industry will help us with the sustainment of our, of our solution. Okay, so I have three points. User experience, empowering the end user, and of course working together are those sort of the three legs of the stool right now. Let me, ex let me sort of pull on um, the user experience a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason I pull on that is because I find that also along with that, that usability, uh, there is a desire and push or, or they, they want it. There's a, there's a simplicity and there's a beauty and simplicity. Yep. When that user experience, that simplicity, is that what we're talking about here? Well, user experience, in my opinion, has many different facets. The most, uh, I guess, obvious one that people think about is the user interface is the simplicity and the look and feel of the application. But it really just starts there. Uh, 
there's several different layers to this, which is actually understanding the jobs to be done. So, uh, for example, if my end user focuses a maintenance manager, I, he's not going to pick up a wrench as, the, as soon as he walks in the door and then go fix a machine. He wants to first understand what's the status of my plant, what's the status of my assets, do I have enough inventory, what are the key metrics that I'm tracking that are important to my management that I should be looking at. Right, so providing him that information in a configurable way right up front is one aspect of it. Um, the other aspects are knowing very well that even though maintenance and reliability is a very horizontal discipline, the way that it's executed in different industries and different companies is, is very unique. And providing highly configurable solutions that can provide workflows uh, really shorten the way uh, users can use the system. Right? So instead of, instead of going to 10 different uh, pages and clicking 15 different buttons, you can configure your own workflow yeah. and automate the work as, as you please for your end user's benefit. So the, yeah, there's a different, different levels yeah. uh, of user experience, uh, and then our goal is to focus on all of them. And I know that uh, I would imagine companies saying, hey, I, I have this uh, e-mate platform, and I just want to buy it off the shelf. Remember that old time, he was like, hey, let me buy it off the shelf. And I'm not going to customize it, which is always never the case, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, eMaint has taken that into consideration and there's a level of custom customization that can exist that, that reflect that business, reflect those uh, values in that business. And that's all a part of that whole user experience, correct? Yeah, we... Uh I, I get a, um, a slap on my wrist whenever I use the word customization because they always say it's not customization, it's configuration. Uh, and, and, but, tomato, but, tomato, potato, potato. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. But the, the, the core idea is yeah. that eMain is a pure 100% cloud, multi-tenant cloud application. Yeah. And we do not allow our customers or anybody for that matter to get inside the guts of the application. However... The application itself has really powerful tools that cu that customers and end users can configure these workflows, you know, build new screens, new fields, write their own business logic, whatever they want on top of the application. So it's a highly configurable and highly open system. When we talk about workflows, um, there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of opinions out there on what is the right workflow when it comes to maintaining assets and mm -hmm. this is what you need to do and this is how you stage it and this is what, you know, whatever. Uh, does eMaint have the ability to sort of be able to be configured in that way to sort of reflect or do you have to be in, begin changing sort of that culture, that thinking in the workforce? Oh, absolutely. In fact, going back to the topic of connected reliability, one of the things that we showcased in this conference was that getting the condition data into your CMMS is just the first step. What you do with it is what really matters. Yeah. So, so yeah, you can show pretty dashboards with asset status and asset condition and asset data, but what do you do with it? Um, and th there's several different use cases that you can configure. So the couple of them that we showcased over here, what, one of them which is more obvious is based on the condition of asset, the level of criticality of the asset, potentially automatically trigger works, 
work requests or work orders, but that's the most obvious use case. Beyond that, we would like to better understand is to truly get to a predictive state, it's not just about catching the failure right before it happens and triggering a work order. It's really creating a longer-term maintenance strategy. So the other thing that we talked about was when you start understanding, better understanding the condition of your assets, how can you do long-term planning and scheduling of your work, of your procurement, making sure you have parts available, yeah. the right talent and resources available. So all of that is we showcase those configurations here at the conference. So I, I like that. I like that. And, and, and because uh, the reliability business and industry is constantly evolving and changing, uh, there, there are some foundational principles, no doubt about it, and, and it's being driven by uh, organizations that are real passionate about creating that common lexicon within the reliability world. But, but I know that end users have always wanted some configurability and capability of being able to do that. Um, and, and this is this because I've done it before. I, I want your opinion on something, and that is uh, asset criticality rating. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have these conversations on what asset is critical, you have to always sort of apply it to a model. Do you guys bring in a bring in a model and say, "Yeah, this is how." That's why this band, uh, this this wheel right here, is more important than that pump. Do you go through that, and do you have that debate with the customers? Yeah, I mean, um, first of all, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. We, we have our framework, but determining criticality is mostly an industry standard, right? So uh, it all falls under the, the reliability-centered maintenance domain. Yeah. So, uh, understanding the probability of failure and the impact of failure. Uh, and some customers even go down to the mode of failure modes and effects analysis. So really understanding what are the different failure modes this asset can get into, what is the impact of that failure mode, uh, and then what, there's a third leg of the stool that people usually don't talk about, which is the detectability of the, the failure. So if it's, if it's a highly critical asset, uh, which can cause a lot of damage, or the impact of failure is high, but you can never detect what's going to happen, then you may have a completely different strategy of maintenance as opposed to saying that I know vibration is the reason why this asset fails or there's a signature it gives out and you can do condition monitoring on it, right? So our, that's usually our framework around it. Yeah, it, it, uh, yeah it, there's just so much. And I, I think the benefits are, are just so obvious. I mean, they're just, you know, the encouragement that I get is that uh, the industry, the reliability, you know, fluke reliability, the industry as a whole mm -hmm. is really trying to continue to, your sole purpose is to keep that asset up and running, keep it monitored. You guys are the doctors. You're the doctors of that asset and, and you want to be able to, to, to perform the, 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 the right maintenance at the right time and, you know, to optimize the, the uptime of that asset. Future. Your talk also included sort of a future, sort of Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, uh, this is really the first time we're showcasing the integration between our uh, CMMS or asset management solution as well as the condition monitoring cloud. Is that the X5? That is correct. But this is just the beginning for us. Uh, our goal is to not only try and integrate more Fluke tools. Every time we talk to customers over here, 
the first thing they talk about is, oh my gosh, we've we've got so many fluke tools in our in our uh, industry in our company, and we use them all the time. How can I get this information into the CMMS, and how can I take action on it? Right. So, uh, hey, hey, come on, it makes sense, right? It just it's like, yeah, okay, that that makes sense. I got it. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, there's examples that customers gave us about the fact that. Um, you know, when I asked them, do you have a PDM program? And they go like, yeah, of course I have a PDM program. And I said, so how, what kind of uh, value have you gained out of that PDM program? And, and of, I mean, of, I'm not going to say that there's no value, but a lot of times the maintenance guys will go, well, I think the PDM guys come over, they do their stuff, they give us a report, and we put the report on a shelf, and then, you know, then they come back again next year. So we want to break that cycle and really connect the reliability as well as maintenance teams together to empower both those organizations. How do they get a hold of you? If they say, hey, I want to get a hold of Naveen, how I'm do on, they get a hold of you? I'm on LinkedIn, Naveen Kulkarni, uh, and so you can always connect, me, connect with me over there. So. All right. You were great. You're always great. Great to see you again. Thank you, Scott. You bet. You're awesome, too. All right. Yeah. Yes, I am. All right. We're going to have all the contact information for Naveen out on industrialtalk.com. Fear not. You need to be in the asset management game. You need to be in the reliability game. You need to figure out solutions that bring you on that journey. Look into fluke reliability. And also, put on your calendar. Do not hesitate to be a part of Accelerate 2024 next year. I don't have a date on that, but it's, let's put it that 20. I got the 24 correctly. All right. You know we're broadcasting from Accelerate 2023. It's been wonderful. Great people, great companies helping people solve problems. Thank you very much for joining. As always, we're going to wrap it up on the other side, so stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. Thank you again for joining Industrial Talk, and thank you for your continued to support this platform, this platform that celebrates industry professionals all around the world. Now, we were at Accelerate 2023. Great event. Uh, without a doubt, a great event with professionals such as Naveen. Reach out, by the way. I'm going to have all the stat card out there on Industrial Talk, so reach out because you will not be disappointed on that. But anyway... 2024, put that on your calendar. I do not have a month. All I know is it's in 2024. And um, if it's anything like 2023, it's going to be bigger, better, stronger, faster. It's going to be all Steve Austin, bionic man type thing. It's going to be great. And so uh, you need to put that in on your calendar. If you are a reliability professional, yeah, make that happen. Industrial Talk is here to highlight... As you know, industry professionals, not me, them, industry in general, it's important because because we need you to succeed. And the way this world is just the speed at which technology and innovation is happening, oh, gosh, you you need it. So support it. Continue to support it. One last thing, uh, I want to put a plug in for Mercy Chefs great organization and all they do is they deliver great food wonderful food in areas that eh, need a little food need a little uh tlc and it comes through you know wonderful wonderful cuisine so support them go out to mercychef.org 
find out more, please support that organization. Be bold, be brave. Dare greatly. I say it all the time. Hang out with uh, Naveen, and you will change the world. We're going to have another great conversation coming from Accelerate 23 shortly, so stay tuned.